what does the average week look like for you? Sure, it may start with church on a Sunday morning, but by Monday morning, can any of us remember what the sermon was about? We spend so much of our lives doing so many things, transporting our kids around, spending too many hours in the office, trying to find time to spend with our spouse. But most of what we do related to our faith is crammed into about 80 minutes on a Sunday morning. Did you know that in a week, there are 10,080 minutes? If we're spending 80 of those related to our faith, what are we doing with the other 10,000? That's what this podcast is all about. Hey everybody, it's great to be with you again. I am Sawyer Trapp, our student ministries pastor here at Stapleton Church, and I'm joined with our lead pastor, Matt Wolf. How's it going today, Matt? I'm doing well. It's a good day. Yeah, it is a good day. Yeah. Didn't sleep much last night, but it's no? a good day. Why? What happened? Oh, just wife pregnant with twins. Oh, yeah. Uh, McKinley had a little cold. Ah. We're just preparing. Actually, we were training. There you go. For the twins. That's good. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, it's good. I feel good, though, right now. I had <laughs> That's coffee, good. I think. That's good. Coffee is helpful, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think this is... Uh, well, welcome to listening to the podcast. We're glad you're listening here, and hopefully we can help you a little bit. I just had a conversation not even an hour ago about somebody just learned something from the podcast, was really grateful for it, and recommended it to their friends, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Really appreciate all you listeners who are doing that. We hope that we can help bring God into your 10,000 minutes. Um, even if it's just a little bit. And, and with that, if you do have questions or follow-up thoughts mm-hmm. from messages on Sundays or things we say in the podcast or just any question you're having spiritually or about your life, send it our way. Sawyer Trap. Send it to strap at stapletonchurch.com. Two Ps. Two Ps. Trap at two Ps. That's right. <laughs> if you send it to strap with one P, I don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. But if you have, resend it because <laughs> I haven't gotten it. So. But, yeah, we would love to hear your questions and be able to talk about stuff that's going on in your lives or stuff that's coming up from the weekly messages or whatever is going on. So, Well, I have a question for you, Sawyer. Yeah. So a few weeks ago on this podcast, we talked about the Screen Time app. Uh-huh. Now, that's something I've been using now for several months, that app on the iPhone. There's another version for Android. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can plug it on your phone. It can limit all your apps, certain apps for certain times. However you want to do it, I have it from 5.30 to 9 every night that I can only access my phone and my texts, Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, so Sarah and I have been trying it out. I yeah, think that's what I was going to ask about. You, you've tried it now for a little while. Yeah, uh, so it's been a couple days, and it's been interesting. Um, so, like, you don't realize how often you use your phone. Mm-hmm. Like, last night we were about to make dinner, and Sarah was going to look up a recipe, and she's like, oh, well, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like... Out walking my dog, and I regularly listen to other podcasts. I don't listen to my own podcast. It seems pretty vain to listen to your own. <laughs> but I listen to other podcasts, and I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll just listen to nature. Okay, and it true. felt very much like, man, you don't realize how much you rely on your phone. Hmm. And it's been harder than I was expecting. Like, we have it, yeah, we have it set, I think, for, you know, three, maybe four hours in that evening time. Sure. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it was, it's been harder than I was expecting. Because I, like, look at my phone, and then I'll look at it, and like, oh, yeah, I can't do a lot of stuff right now. Right. Because it just, it's just not a habit. You just reach for your phone, and at any moment of boredom, or yep. Yep. you just want a quick answer, and, yeah, it's it's crazy how this device that's not even, like, 20, 30 years old is such an integrated part well, of our lives and now. And smartphones. I mean, we haven't yeah. had those for 10 years, yeah. maybe. 
a little over 10 years. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so did you guys do it that the other person has the password? Yeah. So? So did you give Sarah the password when she needed to look up a recipe? I was going to, and then she just used my computer, but oh, it, okay. worked, it worked out. <laughs> You're like, no, you have, to, yeah. you have to have them all memorized. No, no, no. no. Okay. I, yeah, we do give exceptions. Yeah, that's the right. one we've always found is like, oh, Melissa's like, I want you to take a picture. I'm like, well, I can't, but she types in the passcode. and makes Maybe you should just add camera as one of your allowed apps. Probably should. Yeah. We just haven't done it yet. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I would maybe I would just be taking selfies all the time. Well, you are pretty vain. So. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but yeah, it has been really helpful. And it's brought up really good conversations between Sarah and I about mm. how we use technology and what that's going to look like now that we have another person around, yeah. our new baby. And that's been another sure. dynamic, too. So, yeah. Okay. Check it out. Try it out. I really recommend it. Yeah, that's good. Well, we'll have to check back in with you. See yeah, how it's going see how it goes. You're and only I, a couple days in. So. I'm asking because I got a few questions about the app. Oh, yeah? I mentioned in my message on Sunday. <laughs> and then my wife, Melissa, got several wives asking oh, yes. her about it. And I feel like I may need to just apologize to all the husbands in our church. Yeah, well... We'll make it through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll make it through. Um, oh, that's funny. But yeah, I... I Transitioning kind of to your message, I, I really love how you started off with um, just talking about how people communicate online. Mm. Because I think it's just you go to Facebook or you go to the YouTube comments and just some of the things that people say with like absolutely no filter. I was like, it's crazy that we, we can allow this in one environment, but if that was ever said to somebody like straight to their face. Like, it would never happen. Or maybe because of online, it would happen nowadays. But I, I I just think it's crazy that in the anonymity and the kind of, you know, facade of the computer screen, we can basically say whatever we want and cut people down and call people, you know, things that we can't say on a podcast here with the pastors. But, yeah, it's just crazy. Right. I <laughs> once heard Jimmy Kimmel say, uh, in person, people are nice. Because you can punch them in face. In there you person, go. Right. <laughs> Online, they're not nice because you can't. There you go. That's right. <laughs> so there's, there's no threat of face punching. Right. No, right. Yeah. So might as well just say what you're thinking, right? <laughs> Which is crazy because on, on online, you have all the time in the world to think about what you're going to say. Right. You can craft your message and make it exactly what you want to say. And instead of taking that step back and say, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Or maybe no human should ever say something <laughs> like that. It makes it even worse, right. like angrier, like the vitriol just dripping on some comments, mm -hmm. like scorching people. Like it's it's awful. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. And I, I think that's sad. And I think it's something that we as followers of Jesus should step back from and say we're going to be different. Mm -hmm. We should aim to be like James. Encourage us to be to be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry right because it seems like online is the opposite right we're quick to see quick to speak we're not going to listen and we're going to get angry right off the bat right off the bat <laughs> angry like before we even open our mouth just because we see that that person is a, a democrat or a republican right. or you know we're just angry right off the bat before yep. they've even opened their mouths <laughs> it's bad and, and we've got to change and, and one just encouragement i want to give to you guys is People will give you those angry comments online, maybe even in, in real life. Yeah. The first thing is you may want to defend yourself. might not be the best thing. Right. I think even James is saying you may want to defend yourself, but be slow to speak. Mm -hmm. I think in any situation, be slow to speak. Don't be the quick to defend yourself or say, hey, I was right. 
because that leads to more anger and it's just pushing back. Um, George Bernard Shaw, there's, he has the famous quote where he said, where he said, I learned long ago never to wrestle with a pig. You get dirty, and besides, the pig likes it. <laughs> and man, it feels that way. I, there was a couple times early on where I tried to engage people online that were saying mean comments, and nothing good comes out no. of it. No. Nothing. Because a lot of those people that are posting that kind of content over and over again are what we call trolls. Yes. And they're in it for the anger. They're in it for the hate likes. And yeah. Yeah. And we, we as Christians should be different than that. Yes. And what they really just need is love. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, what they really need is love. So I, I wanted to talk a little bit on this podcast today about that anger section. Mm-hmm. We really focused on listening. I gave that acronym. Listen, I hope that that was helpful for you guys. But I wanted to talk about that very last component of the verse where it says, um, be slow to become angry. Slow to become angry. And I'm sure there are some people listening who struggle with this. Yeah. Have you ever struggled with with that sort? Yeah. I'm one of those people who has the tendency to keep it all bottled down. And then it gets to a point where I just... You just explode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I really struggled with marriage, or I'm sorry, with anger early on in our marriage. Mm-hmm. So it was like at end of college into the beginning of our marriage, I was struggling with anger, and it didn't even make sense, some of it. Mm, yeah. And I probably shared this story before, but one time in our first year of marriage, I was cooking eggs, mm-hmm. frying eggs on the stovetop, and I broke the yolk, and then I broke another yolk, and then another yolk. And I flipped out through the, I don't even know, the spatula. Whatever I was, it was angry yeah. and just like pouting like a child, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and Melissa's like, what the heck? <laughs> so, and I was saying things. I was not slow to speak in that moment, right? I was <laughs> saying some words. And after a little while, like, what the heck was going on? I had no idea why I was mm-hmm. so angry. And I, and I had a great mentor at the time. And he taught me a few skills. And one of the skills that I learned from him in our time together was yeah. this concept of a breath prayer. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but tell me more about it. So I think it originates with the Jesuits. Okay. And a breath prayer is basically using breathing mm-hmm. in uh, also praying at the same time. Okay. So as you're breathing in, you say half a prayer, and as you're breathing out, you say the other half. Mm. So you often repeat the same prayer over and over. I guess you wouldn't have to. You could say whatever prayer you want. But the one that I learned, and I think it's a pretty common Jesuit mm-hmm. one, is when I breathe in, I say, O Lord, Son of David. And when I breathe out, I say, Have mercy on me, a sinner. Mm-hmm. O Lord, Son of David, <sighs> have mercy on me, a sinner. And I just say it, not, not necessarily loud, but I say it to myself. Right. And I'll do that multiple times. So my mentor, and, and, and through some reading we were doing together, he said, Hey, just, just try doing that. The next time you're angry, just doing that. Mm-hmm. And what I found is that that breath prayer didn't eliminate my anger, mm-hmm. but it was delaying my anger from saying something yeah. and doing something stupid or saying something and hurting Melissa in that process. And eventually I got slower and slower and slower and slower to become angry to the point where sometimes I wouldn't get angry at all mm-hmm. in those situations that just a little while ago, I was whether you're driving in the car <laughs> and, you know, bad traffic. Oh, yeah, or, that's a frustrating one. You, dealing with the cable company, you know, whatever. <laughs> Hold for hours. Right, yeah. whatever the thing is that was sending me off, I was finding, oh, I'm not even doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. But what really helped is as I was doing those breath prayers, slowing myself down, it gave me time to think, reflect, and figure out why I was so angry. Mm-hmm. 
So, looking then back, I don't know how long it took. It took a while. Like, <laughs> I'm not quick to know why I'm feeling things. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Me neither. It's okay. I'm I'll, not have, I'll have emotions and I'll, like, Sarah can tell something's wrong. And then I'm like, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's wrong. And eventually I'll be like, oh, okay, this is what's wrong. I just I just couldn't figure it out. Right. Emotional intelligence. That's what right. I call it yes. now. Especially that self-awareness. Yeah. That's not my strong suit. Yeah. Um, Me either. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and so it, it turns out, oh, the reason why I'm so angry when I break an egg yolk mm-hmm. is because my dad made the best eggs. Ah. And he had, well, he had worked as a short order cook for a while. So he just made incredible eggs, best mm-hmm. breakfast. And I just assumed that as a husband, I need to be good at making eggs. Right, because that's what you've seen. That's, that's what, what I've seen. Yeah. A, g- a good dad, a good father, a good husband right. makes great eggs. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do it. Ah. So I was mad at myself because I was creating this stupid... I don't know. I thought this is who I needed to be, and most was like, I don't care. I like scrambled eggs better anyway. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, you know. It's like, okay. And I didn't have the right pan. I didn't have the right tools. Right. You know? So just simple things like that. A breath prayer can really help you become slower to anger. Right. Can you think of any other maybe tips for becoming slower to anger? I, I think that works maybe with your own anger, but mm-hmm. I think um, – a lot of situations that make people angry is interactions with other people. For sure. And so I, I think in those situations, I think it's really important if you're going into a situation where you have a likelihood of getting angry. Yeah. Like, I feel like we know ourselves pretty well. Right. And, like, this situation might frustrate me. I might get angry. The in-laws are staying over. That's right. Or, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you're having that interaction with that coworker. Yeah, or you know, to go talk to your boss that continues to frustrate you. Yep. Or you know those things that kind of grind your gears, right? Right. And so being intentional about preparing for them mm-hmm. is you're heading into that conversation, lifting up a prayer. God, okay. help me in the midst of this situation. And so, just, it's, so it's not necessarily what you're doing in that conversation, but ahead of time. Right. Okay. And mm-hmm. it, it, doing that through prayer, maybe talking about it with another person, um, making sure that, you know, talk about it with another person beforehand. Yep. And just be acknowledgement that going in, like, you may get angry, but I think on the front end, if you can say, this situation might make me angry, it's actually likely that even just thinking about it beforehand is going to prevent you from getting angry. Sure, yeah. Being intentional about your emotions, intentional about your mindset, how your day's going so far, if you can change that conversation for a time or um, situation of the day that works better for you, mm-hmm. doing it in a time where you're best suited to hear frustrating news. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. Preparation. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things I have to do to prepare is eat. Ooh, that's a good one. Because I get hangry. <laughs> I really do. Like, lunchtime is the worst for me. Mm-hmm. Like, or, or if it's getting too late and I'm like, I need to just eat something. So maybe I just need to, like, have a little snack yeah. going into this conversation. <laughs> or have some coffee. There you go. Okay, yeah. Having a child now, I need my coffee in the morning or else I might get angry. That's right. Not having those deep uh, marriage conversations at 6 in the morning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Preparing. I, I like how you say that. Just prepare ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Pray. Oh, that's, that stuff's really good. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing in the midst of it that we need to think of, mm-hmm. too, is sometimes just shut your mouth. <laughs> just shut up. I said that on Sunday, but... Really, just control your mouth. Don't say anything. Stop. Um, one of my favorite proverbs uh, in, in the Bible is Proverbs seventeen twenty eight. Even fools, it says, are thought wise when they keep silent. With their mouth shut, they seem intelligent. Mm. 
So if you keep your mouth shut, even if you're an idiot, people <laughs> might think you're smart. So the smart thing it's saying to do is keep your mouth shut sometimes. Shut up. Yeah. And when you have to have the conversation, so if you're with your spouse and you're angry, like tensions are rising, you're not getting anywhere, and you know I need to shut up because mm-hmm. anything I say right now could have long-term devastating impacts. Right. Right. Some words we say, some names we call the other person. So uh, what I recommend in, in counseling and and I learned this preparing rich stuff is, mm-hmm. is just, okay, take a time out yeah. and say, hey, so that's your sh- shutting up. I need to stop right now. I'm angry. Can I go on a walk? When I get back, let's talk. Right. And you always want to reschedule it. For sure. Yes. You don't want to be just like, all right, I'm done. Right. Because then it's just going to bubble under the surface. Right. And sometimes the person's like, you're done? Fine. It's over. And like mm. the, that's how divorces can happen yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And the first person was really just saying, I'm done with the conversation. Right. Not with the relationship. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's like a Ross and Rachel situation. You yeah. know. I, I think, I guess when you were explaining that in, in How I Met Your Mother, um, Marshall and Lily are having a fight. Okay. And you see them fighting about one thing. And then somebody brings up another topic. And they start mm. fighting about that. And so it... it brings another one of them out and they're fighting about that and then it just keeps snowballing. Sure. Because I think what can happen is you start arguing and then you both get heated and frustrated and then that turns into another argument about something else and you bring up, you know, all of your grievances at this point, just laying it on and then you're not really talking about what you started talking about in the first place. Exactly. And so these small, insignificant things like, you know, leaving some dishes in the sink might be one in our household or leaving your <laughs> shoes out, maybe just speaking from experience, but yeah. that those minor, really insignificant things can escalate. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like we become lawyers. Yeah. Like arguing our case. That's right. Cross-examining the other person. <laughs> yes, you, I see that you left your shoes out, <laughs> but really this is deficiency in your care about our home. <laughs> Except it's, it's not quite that. That's right. Kindly. <laughs> Here's my fifth point, and in conclusion... <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just doesn't go well. Right. Yeah. So instead, we need to shut up. Yeah. We need to be slow to speak, slow to become angry. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this and you're saying, Matt, I am quick to become angry. I, I find myself angry too much. And if you're just saying, well, Matt, everybody's just idiots around me. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you're the one with the problem. Right? <laughs> if everyone else has the issue. Sometimes it's the guy in the mirror. Yeah. So we want to encourage you to become a little slower. So hopefully some of these tips we've gone over today can help you. I know some of them have really helped me. Mm-hmm. Not that I have am, have arrived at <laughs> all when it comes to anger. Um, but, you know, some of these tips may be just a good reminder for some people. Slow down. If you're about to have that conversation with a person or, you know, every time you see them, there's friction. Yeah. You know, take some time. Pray about it. Prepare on the front end. Have a friend pray for you. I think that's a good, yeah, that's a big one. When you're going into it, eat a good meal. Have a Snickers bar, maybe. (laughs) You're not you when you're hungry. Right. (laughs) Drink that extra cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. Go into it prepared. And then if it really gets out of hand, shut up. (laughs) Yep. And reschedule. So I hope this was helpful for you today. If you like this, make sure you like it online. Share it. Subscribe. And... Send in your questions, strap at stapletonchurch.com. We'd love to cover them, and we will be back with you next week. See you next week.